Welcome to the Leading Visionaries Podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established leading visionaries. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate and spotlight the leading visionaries who are thinking differently, seeing new possibilities, have the courage to dream big, take inspired action, and create conscious change all around the world. Now, here's your host, Angel B. Hartwell. Hey, it's Angel again, and I am here for another Think About It Thursday. Thanks so much for joining me here on Leading Visionaries podcast. We're so excited. We're downloading now in 10 countries around the world. Maybe by the time this episode goes live, that's going to be 15 or 20. But I do like to start with a celebration. So today I'm going to celebrate that. I am here today to bring you a little bit of guidance around asking for money for your vision. And some of the pieces that want to be put in place in advance when you are bringing a vision into reality, and especially if you are bringing a vision into reality with other people, not by yourself. And I'm going to use myself as an example But also I've worked with many clients over the years, helping them to get really clear on on these aspects. So first, the very first thing that you want to do when you receive a vision is you want to actually crystallize that vision somewhere on paper or on audio or on video so that all of the pieces that you see in the vision are captured, are recorded somewhere. Especially when we're bringing something into reality from the imaginal realm, possibly something that's never been done before, something that's never been seen before. When we put it on paper, it allows us to have a clarity around where we can energize our next steps. And oftentimes a vision coming into reality has a zillion moving parts, maybe, you know, many, many moving parts, some of which is our parts that we can do, some of which are parts that other people need to do. And so I'm going to use the example of when I I put a street festival together back in 2006. I got this vision for a street festival and I had never done a street festival before, so I had no idea what I was doing. But there were certain aspects of this street festival, like the skeleton, shall we say, the skeleton of the street festival that I knew were um, important pieces that I wanted to incorporate into my vision. And so whether you put this down on paper in words or whether you put this down on paper visually or some combination of both, or whether you record it in audio or video, doesn't that part doesn't matter. The important part is that it's got to be crystallized for you as the visionary, so that you can begin then to see which parts are ready for energization. So in the example of my street festival, I saw the whole festival, like I saw it in my vision. And what I saw was I saw vendor booths, and I saw stages, and I saw people in the street, 
And I saw some of the things that needed to be in place in order to make this come into reality. And so I started to map it out on paper. So the first thing I knew was I wanted to close off a block of the street. So I put the block, I I put the block on a piece of paper. And then I said to myself, okay, we want to have vendor booths for this festival. It was called Firefest. And it was a celebration of the visual culinary and healing arts. It was a celebration of the arts, essentially, right? The, oh, and the performing, the visual, the culinary, the healing and the performing arts in the heart of my city. And so I knew I wanted to have visual artists in the vendor booths. I knew I wanted to have culinary artists so that people could eat at the festival from local restaurants around town. I knew I wanted to have performing artists, which were needing to be on the stages. And I knew that I wanted to have healing artists, meaning, you know, massage therapists and tarot readers and belly dancers. I mean, I had all of these people who at the time I had connections with in my um, art gallery and healing art center. So I had artists, I had healing artists, I had uh, visual artists and I had healing artists. And in the city, I knew that I wanted, part of the vision was to make my city a destination location for the arts, a destination location for the arts. So I started to put all of this stuff down on paper. And so as soon as I started to put this stuff down on paper, okay, so I I have my vendor booths, I have my food areas, I have my stages, I'm visualizing people in the streets. Then what precipitated out of that was an awareness of, oh, we're going to need toilets. And, oh, it's called Firefest. It just so happens October is Fire Prevention Month. Maybe we could get the fire department to come and put the, you know, the escape house thing that the fire department has. So then I was able to start. And even though it seemed random and and nonlinear, it worked for me. It, it was very random and it was very nonlinear. But I would get up in the morning and I would get the knowing, oh, today I need to go out to seven restaurants in town, talk to them about the event. Again, we've got to communicate. We've got to communicate the vision. I would talk to them about the event. I would say, okay, we have this many booths. This is where I see the food section being. Are you interested in being a part of this? This is how much it would be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when you are out looking for funding for your vision, you've got to have enough of a framework, enough of a framework in your own mind that you can clearly and compellingly communicate it to whoever you're talking to. I went to see the mayor. I went to see the mayor. One morning I got up, it was like, go see the mayor. So I went to see the mayor and the mayor, when I told him what I wanted to do, because I was shutting down a section of the city, I thought, well, let me go talk to the mayor. I didn't know who to talk to. I said, I'm going to make an appointment, go talk to the mayor. So I went in, I talked to the mayor and I said, this is what I want to do. And the mayor was so compelled by my vision that he said, well, let me give you the city stage, which I didn't even know to ask for. 
I didn't even know to ask for, but it was in the sharing of the vision of what I wanted to do that opened up a doorway that I didn't even know was there, right? So not only did the mayor give me the stage, the city stage, the mayor gave me city trash removal. Oh, I hadn't even thought about trash removal. Yes, I will take city trash removal. Yes, please. I will take city trash removal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The mayor also gave me a proclamation, a proclamation naming the month of October a celebration, you know, of the city and of the arts in the city. And the mayor got on the horn with a fire chief and gave us the fire escape house. Because one of the things that we wanted to actually do, because we were doing performing arts, one of the things we wanted to actually do was have fire spinners doing poi and fire spinning and fire hula hoopers and things like that. And because it was fire prevention month in October, the fire department was like, yeah, no, we're not going to give you a permit for that. Well, that was the other thing I, I found out. I needed permits. I didn't know that I needed permits when I first started the vision. Like there's things that you just don't know that you don't know that you find out by taking action. And there is a ground, a base from which you start to speak your vision into reality. Now, one of the things I did with my street festival, because we're using this as an example, was I didn't do the math. I didn't do the math to ensure that I was going to come out on the other side with a profit. I actually ended up having to invest money to make this vision come into reality and didn't realize it until like, the last 10 or 15 days, it was like, shit, I'm not going to have enough money to make this happen. I had to put money in. And that can happen. That can happen. Especially when you're doing something you've never done before, you may need to have reserves. You may need to have resources. You may need to call on friends. I called on a friend and she wrote a check for $2,000. Thank God, because I was going to stop the whole thing. And I, I had already, you know, booked the people. I had already booked the stage. I had already booked the trash removal. I had already booked everything. And I was like 10 or 15 days away from this festival and said, I don't know how this is going to happen. I need, I need 2000 more dollars. And she wrote a check because I was, she was so excited by the vision for the festival. And I was willing to admit I needed help and that I did not have the financial resources to get the ball into the end zone. We'll just use a football analogy. I didn't have the resources at the time to get the ball to the end zone. But it was because I laid this foundation with my map and I could see and I was putting it into materialization that I was able to sell all 40 vendor booths, 40 vendor booths. I was able to get 15 live performers to come and be on stage. I was able to get all these things from the mayor, things that I didn't know that I needed, that I then discovered I needed. And I was able to get this last $2,000 to help me make the thing actually happen. Right. And so, a couple things you want as a visionary, you want to materialize as much of your vision as possible, knowing that there's going to be a lot of question marks. And do the math to the best of your ability 
drawing on potential data from possible other things that have been created that may be similar or along the same lines as what you're trying to create. Now, this is super hard when you're literally inventing something out of nothing. And at the very least, get really clear on what you have for resources, what your, you know, what your maximum amount is that you can invest financially and know the math on to the best of your ability on what else is required so that you can make a solid, clear ask when you're going out to raise funds from investors who want to support believe in and enjoy your vision coming to life. All right, I got to go. It's already at the end of our 13-minute Thursday. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Let me know if you got something out of this episode. Please feel free to download, rate, review. Five stars is welcome. And we look forward to serving you as leading visionaries for quite some time into the future. I can see the vision long into the future. And for this show to be award-winning, we've already submitted for our first award. Thanks again for tuning in. This is Angel B. Hartwell. I look forward to sharing more with you soon. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Leading Visionaries on Apple Podcasts and share with other people you know who can benefit from today's episode. Leading Visionaries is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leading visionaries who are called to create conscious change and know that now is the best time to welcome wealth and cultivate a web of collaborative support to bring their vision to life. We invite your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of new episodes at leadingvisionariespodcast.com.